Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of Kingdom Heirs Podcast. My name is James Madalone, and I'm here today with my wife, Megan. Hello. My second born daughter, Giovanna. Hi. My third born daughter, Valentina. Hello. And the other clan is not here right now. But we just want to take a moment to introduce you to our show. Uh, we're grateful that we can be here finally after so many years of talking about launching this very concept, which is Kingdom Heirs. We are heirs of the kingdom, where faith meets business, inspiring kingdom-minded entrepreneurs. We want to invite God into our workspace. We want to invite God into our companies. We want to invite God into our business deals that we're, that we're making happen because he cares about blessing the work of our hands. And so that's what we're here today to talk about, about how God wants to work through us, how he wants to expand his kingdom through the works that we do in the marketplace. And this is kind of just a, a natural way for us to kind of talk about uh, what we do in our own lives, a uh, type of work that we do as a family, how we interact and, and how we've lived uh, for the past 20 plus years uh, as entrepreneurs and what it looks like, the good, bad, and the ugly. My wife and I will have opportunities to interview other like-minded couples, also uh, entrepreneurs, and, and just have that real talk about how do you do it? How do you, how do you go from making nothing to making millions? And how do you sometimes lose it all and then build it back up? How do you handle uh, stressful moments where you always feel like you're in uh, the next big push uh, for the next just big hurdle, the next big mountain that we just get over that top, then everything's going to be okay. And then to find out that whew, there's another big mountain just on the other side. And those are things that we want to talk about because as a family, we experience that all together. As entrepreneurs, we're constantly talking. We're constantly sharing. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. This is what we're trying to do. And we need the encouragement of our family. And so that's the goal of this of this podcast is to um, bring that high-level uh, concept of what we do every day at work, whatever it may be. I happen to be a builder, uh, happen to be developing commercial real estate. Um, we have several different companies, which we'll talk about over the course of the show. But in that, as a family, how we get involved in that. Uh, each of our kids, of our older kids, have worked with us in the office, in the warehouse, and the doing different things. And so they have an, they have insight as well, good, bad, and ugly, which I think is going to be fun to hear. And there's the aspect of church. How do we get involved in the church life? What does that look like? Ministry, is it really separated from uh, our, our, our life? Is it in a box? Is it only on Sundays that we do church or is church every day? And what does that really look like? So again, that's going to be kind of the ideas of what we go through. We've got some great people uh, queued up to interview and, 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 and to hear their stories as well. Megan and I just kind of you know, chatting across the table with them. And, and so we're excited to get rolling with that. So again, thank you. This is the first one, um, but it's the first of many to come. So thank you for being with us today. So... Meg. Yeah. <laughs> you nervous? Maybe. Maybe. Good. No, not a bit. <laughs> okay, cool. We've got Giovanna. Giovanna, how old are you? I'm 20 years old. 20 years old. Valen? Oh, I'm 18. <laughs> 18. So that means... I don't know how it's possible. We started having kids when we were 12, apparently. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are quite young <laughs> and uh, still good looking, um, as I like to say. Meg, how long have we been married? Oh. 21 years plus. Uh, Megan and I both are from upstate New York, originally born and raised. 
And we are now actually living in the coastal bend, the beautiful Corpus Christi, sparkling city on the bay uh, of Texas, if I didn't uh, specify. And we've lived here now with, um, what, going on 13 years? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be going on 13 years. And so we have together how many children? All together, five. Five children between me and you together, right? They're all ours. Is there something I don't know? They're all. <laughs> I thought we just said five. So they're all ours. We have five children together. We have a, a big range. Um, our oldest, we we got married. I love to kind of give premise to this. I was just I just turned twenty when I got married. When we got married together, just turned twenty. We celebrated our very first wedding anniversary in the hospital with a beautiful gift of. On BOGO, buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Twins. Um, we had twin girls, uh, Michaela, who's our firstborn, baby A, and we have baby B sitting across the table from us. Uh, that's Giovanna. So happy to have that, uh, that moment where the first year we're celebrating twin babies. Uh, and then we had, uh, 18 months later, another surprise. I wasn't a surprise. Yeah, that's right. No she surprise. Was no surprise at all. <laughs> Valentina. So she was playing. Eighteen months later, we had Valentina Clara, and um, super excited about when Val got here, because uh, then we had three little girls under the age of two. Yes. That's nuts. I was twenty-three. I think. I think I was just twenty-three when I was not even twenty-three yet by the time Val was born. Um, and so in that, we started life very hard and fast. We bought our very first house when I think we closed on it the month before we got married. You moved into it first. And so you were like, um, preparing the house for us. And I was 19, just turned 20. You were a little bit older. We don't want to talk about your age, but obviously you're a little bit older. And that was amazing the fact that we could buy a house. I think I had a credit score of, I don't know, 500. No, I have no idea. No, no. I What's the lowest you can our, have? No, both of our credit scores combined were like 500. This was 2002. <laughs> this was 2002 where they did manual underwriting. And they literally gave two people with no real credit. They gave us a mortgage. I did have that American Express gold with $100,000 limit. So... Yeah, but it wasn't, but it, but, but, <laughs> but it also wasn't maxed out, and that was very dangerous because you had to pay it back every month. Yeah. So, but you really, it was your Macy's card. I think the fact that you had a Macy's card got us to the point where we can get a mortgage. You heard it first. Macy's gets you a house. Yeah, Macy's gets you a house. It was fifty percent interest, but you paid it every month, so you so you avoided the interest payments, right? Um. So so we started very hard and fast, and we had a home, right in Albany, the capital of New York. I think we paid, I love talking about this because it's part of the, the fun. We paid, what, 40, Megan, we, lurk, we looked at how many houses? We paid 42000 for it. $42,000 for this house. It was a bungalow, two, be three, two bedroom, one bath, two story, in the hood. Uh, <laughs> you know, we heard gunshots at nighttime and, uh, and we had people getting busted and, you know, arrested on our stoop. And I'd open the door and say, officer, need any water? You doing okay over there? <laughs> and you're like, we're good. Go back inside. No, no. You would wear your shirt that said police and you'd go out there and try and be official. No, I only, okay, <laughs> look, I had a blue police shirt 
I had a blue. It was a blue shirt, navy blue with the with gold lettering saying police on it, or yellow lettering, yellow. And uh, the music. We were sitting up because it's a funny story, but we were sitting at night, late up late at night. You guys were baby. You guys were babies. Val was not born yet, and somebody was bumping their music on their stoop down the street. And I said, "It's like twelve o'clock. They need to shut that music down, right?" So of course, this young hothead me. I open the door. Meg's like, where are you going? I said, I'll be back. I'm walking out, walking beeline into this guy sitting on a stoop. I think he was probably a drug dealer because that was like the drug house where houses were just, you know, people were constantly going in and out. And I walk up to the dude, puffed up, looking really strong and buff because those were like my, I don't know, was I really buff and strong at this point? Uh, no, you were like 150 pounds. No, I wasn't. I was like a little boy. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't grow facial hair, but I was at least 165 in high school, I was the middle linebacker and the and the fullback, uh, and we played Ironman football, small little Catholic high school in Schenectady, New York. Um, and so, anyway, I was actually pretty ripped, and I played junior <laughs> college football, <laughs> which was legit, <laughs> and that's how I met Megan, and she was like, whoa, this guy is ripped. Okay, never mind. So that wasn't the deal. So here's the point. I walk up to this this hoodlum and I was like, going to talk about how I was he like, was hey, you ripped in high school. <laughs> yeah, we actually didn't talk. You guys don't know the story. Maybe you don't. The abs didn't last. <laughs> okay, but here, okay, real quick. I walk up to this kid. And I'm like, hey, could you, do you mind shutting your music down, please? It's really late. I got babies trying to sleep. And he was like, yes, sir. No problem, sir. We'll take care of it. I'm on it. And he quickly shut it off and. And, and went back in the house, right? I'm like, oh, that was, that was really good. Thank you, God. That was really good. And I'm walking back around, and I look down, and I realize that I have my police shirt on. So it was so funny. And Meg's like, can't believe you did that. I'm like, yeah, yes, I did. I didn't even realize I had my police shirt on. I could have got shot. But but I didn't, and the music shut off. And so that was that's our Albany house. We bought it for 42000 We lived there for, what, a year and a half Yep, Two years. That. Oh, no, not that long. We found out Val was on the way, and we're like, man, we need a bigger house. Yep. And so we went and we found a house out in the country. Yep. Fort Hunter. It was a little hamlet, little hamlet town, right? Foreclosed house. Yeah, it was cool because it had a carriage house and also had that outhouse with the two pots in it. Double potters, an yep. 1850s house, 1873. Yep. And it was also missing, like, one side of it. It was completely the carriage house to the elements. No, the main house. Yeah. yeah, and there was another couple there that were looking oh, at it. Oh, was, it. Yeah, it was, yeah, the house and was the, in the tough shape. The woman was walking around, and yeah, the house is like open, totally exposed walls. And You're talking this, about inside the house, not outside. It was half half gutted, you mean? Where we made Valentina's room, that wall was yeah, missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember being up there, and the other family that was looking at the house, the woman was pregnant, and she's like, you're going to buy this house, aren't you? Yes, I and am. She was crying, and I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're going to buy this house. It's yeah. funny. We we worked with um, <laughs> we worked with for 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 the guys out there that know what OPM is. Um, we had a good friend uh, who became a very good friend who helped us buy our very first house. His name's Richard. Um, we all know he is. He's become a, a great friend. He and his family. He and his wife. And um, he helped us close on the very first house. We scraped every penny together to buy the Albany house. The we call it Sand Street. Every penny together to buy that house. And we got to the closing the day day before the closing, and we were short. It was the day of the closing. I know. My parents gave us money, too. They even gave us money, yeah. It was a big deal, right? And we were short 556 bucks, something like that. And Richard's like, hey, this is the HUD one. This is where it's at. This is what you got to bring to closing. And we're like, Richard, we don't have enough money. And he's like, 
meet me at XYZ in, in 30 minutes. I'm like, okay. So I met him over there. He handed me the cash and he says, you will close on this house. Yep. It was a God moment. Super powerful. Super, super powerful. And so we closed on that house. And since that day, um, uh, from that day forward, you know, we, I think we've owned how many houses now? Ten, seven houses. We've lived in a ton of houses, but, yeah. but we've owned a lot of, maybe seven or eight houses until we built our first, we've owned a lot of houses. I thought the count was like 15 for living in them. No, you, when we stayed at a hotel, you guys called that home. <laughs> yeah, so we, we also called so, living in a van home too, because yeah, we, we did that, that for a I while. Guess, funny, we drove to Florida I guess what I'm, told people we lived in a van. So I guess what I'm not telling yeah. you guys is that, so I guess what I'm not telling you is that Megan and I are basically flippers. And the fun thing that, that we did was, and it started with the first one. We didn't know we were flippers when we bought our first house. And we didn't really know we were flippers when we were trying to move to the country because we needed more space. And that first house was, what, 1,200 square feet, eight, 900 square It was really small. And the next house was like 3,000 square feet because when you, when you move in the country in the middle of nowhere, you get a lot of house for really, like, cheap. And that was a foreclosure. That was 57000 We bought that house. With OPM, which is other people's money, and uh, it was a private lender, and loaned us the money to purchase it, and then gave us the money to renovate it, and once we finished renovating it, we went and did a home equity, cashed mm -hmm. out home equity, we paid off the, the lender, and we had some extra cash sitting there. And so the cool thing was is that we, we've, lit, we've bought old fixer-uppers, and then we would live in them while we fixed them up. Which I say is cool, but I mean, you know, yeah, they were too young. They had no idea. As long as we had VeggieTales on, they were like, this is great. We love VeggieTales. And Curious George. And Curious George, the monkey. And what? Yeah. Wonder, Wonder Pets. Pets. I Wonder mean, Pets. I remember one time, I think it was the Cahoes house. The last house we flipped it before we moved to Texas was um, we moved in there and we didn't have a fridge yet. So... We, for milk. Do not tell people we this. We put the milk outside because it was still cold. So it was, it, it, was, uh, it was still cold outside, so the milk stayed fresh. <laughs> and like, little house on the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. That was hilarious. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah it was still snow outside, too, no? Yeah. Because it, it, it was upstate New York. It was probably yeah, it June. Was, it was June. <laughs> yeah. It was April. We moved in for my birthday. Wait, birthday what, what I think was important is when we bought that... Um, that first country house was when we were we had we were pregnant with Valentina. We were about to um, give birth to her, and so um, we were approaching. You know that. You know what is this? Two thousand and this two thousand five. Yeah, well, two thousand four because she was born in January. Yeah, it's two thousand five. Um, this is when you started going off as an entrepreneur. Was then true story um we had done the renovation we had a little bit of cash left over it was good timing um that's when you had left i was 23 so yeah I and that's when you had left working for other people yeah that's um, true it's 23 years old w2 and you started you launched your own company at that point uh, yeah 23 i've been yeah for 20 years since 2003 2005 since 2005 so 18 years plus minus i've been a 1099 yeah, <laughs> I've been a 1099. I've been an independent contractor. So that was a big deal. That was a, it was a, well, it was a huge deal. So I, I got out of high school. Okay, so it's it's always backstory is really important to kind of know where you're at today. Yeah. And when, so my my both of my parents were entrepreneurs. My grandparents were entrepreneurs. Um, what I knew mostly from my father. My father, you know, got a history degree back in the 60s, 
and then realized that he, he had to get it, become a teacher and realized that he didn't like teaching kids, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, because they had 14 kids. Yeah, so yeah. I, hap- I happened. Yeah, so my so, <laughs> ironic. Okay, so my mom and dad. So my mom and dad, Nana and Papa, had uh, fourteen biological children and together. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Not a blended family, <laughs> and we we happen. I happen to be the twelfth born child. I have two sisters younger than me, and then with that we have. Um, what I got uh, eight. There's eight boys and there's six girls total. So I'm the eighth son as well. So it's always interesting. But so in that, uh, growing up as an entrepreneur, my father became a uh, remodeling guy. He just started doing handyman remodeling because uh, after teaching, he sold books door to door. Realized that that's not going to pay the bills. Uh, he was newly married. They had they had two or three kids at the time. Uh, he went to go work for his his uncle, Uncle John doing handyman stuff. And then he's like, wow, I really like this. And he just learned. He learned how to do different trade stuff. And in that process, he's like, yeah, I really like this. I think he really liked the money he could make um, providing services for people of like just fixing things, building things. And so in that, he winds up uh, moving from New Jersey. He was born in Brooklyn, moved to New Jersey as a kid. Then he wound up moving upstate New York to the Schenectady, Saratoga Springs area. He buys a piece of land with my mom and they build a house. He had never built a house before. He built a house from ground up in 1964. 1964, they had three kids and they built it for the foundation and everything. He did everything. He just gets some day helpers to help him. I thought Guy was his day helper. Yeah, Guy was like five, six years. That's my oldest brother. He was five or six years old picking up like just he, they were pitching a tent and they were hanging out on the property. So he was basically dad was watching the little boy, my brother, uh, while he was building a house. It's kind of like me bringing Rocco, which is our our youngest, uh, to be part of a job site. It's kind of funny. Who's four? But anyway, so that was that was a really cool experience, and that kind of propelled him forward into building uh, many houses for people, building additions, doing all sorts of things. Uh, he went into building um, uh, apartments, townhomes, um, uh, uh, motels. Um, of retirement centers, um, multi-story, eight-story tall retirement centers. And that's really how my father, you know, that's what he did to support our family for the first, I think, 25 years. And I was born at the tail end of that. And so in that, uh, I was involved in construction stuff all the time, as young as five years old. That's my earliest memory was being on a roof, on a roof. And it was a shed roof and you had to go up the ladder to get there. So it was was a one-story and we were helping pull the old shingles off this was back in the 80s, so there was, I'm sure there were child labor laws then, but it didn't matter. It's, it's family. <laughs> Not when it's family. It's family, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's family. free help. It's free help. <laughs> well, I, it, we got paid with cheeseburgers. Cheese. Valentina got paid with duct tape one time helping you. Duct yeah. tape, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Fixing the pool, right? Filling so, the cracks. Yeah. Filling the cracks, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peanut butter fills in the cracks of the heart. Okay, so the point, though, is that I had been involved in very early life of construction. Um, and I loved it. I'd go down the street, help the neighbors. They'd put in on additions. And I said, I'd, I'd be on the bus, put the window down. I'm like, I'm going to be right down. I'm coming. I want to help. I want to be part of it. And I was like eight years old. So I'd ride my bike down and I'd spend three months because taking about three months to build it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that time we finished, I got paid in a remote control truck. This is in the eighties, like 89. The coolest thing ever for like an eight year old was a big old truck. I was in third grade, fourth grade. And so today that the family, the high camps, they still ask, how's Jay doing? 
How's Jay? And they're like 90. How's Jay doing? Is that talking to my sisters? It's, it's cool. It's cool. I asked them if they had a photo, but they said they didn't have any photos. But it's okay. So, so is that still your currency? To get paid with a with a remote truck. control cars. I like I like to okay so I like the barter I love the barter, guys who are in uh, you know self employed we can barter our services for other services it's a ton of fun I've come home with a lot of things yeah, but, the biggest thing was the pool table oh the pool table super cool that's a really nice pool table yeah we were working on a house recently and oh five years six no, years ago it was yeah it was a while seven, ago seven I remember you ago. also bartered and got us a, a scooter. Yeah, scooter was awesome. The moped. The moped. <laughs> the Vespa. The Vespi? Vespa? I don't know. It was, it was cool. It went go-go. It went, it went vroom-vroom. We'd go get milk and ice cream on that thing to the HEB. That was super fun. So to summarize what he's saying is that he's a third-generation entrepreneur, so us, ki- us kids are fourth-generation entrepreneurs. Well said. So it's a generational yeah. line of business-focused, um, self-employed, providing a service for other people, in exchange for their money. That's right. <laughs> their money or, or their goods. Other, or their goods. Or, other, or their wares. Or other random stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's fun. You know, services, you know, when we provide services, we're basically just providing whatever, however we can meet the need of our neighbor. And the neighbor could live across the street, could live, you know, five, ten miles away. Um, and we're meeting their need. And the way I've met that need since a young, a young person is with my hands of trades, construction, renovating, and so forth. I started out, uh, worked for my brother, uh, minus all the the pizza places that I worked at. I think I worked in like five different pizza places uh, in New York growing up. As early as sixth grade, I started folding boxes in sixth grade at the local pizza time down the street. I'd count the boxes every Friday and Saturday night. I'd make the boxes, and I'd count the wings in the walk-in freezer, and they'd have totes of wings, buckets, and my hands would be frozen because they were frozen wings, you have to break them all off, and they paid me five bucks out of the out of the register a night, and I thought that was awesome. And I can eat as many slices of pizza as I wanted, and so that was super cool. I had a paper route uh, as well in sixth grade. Uh, I delivered the day, the, uh, the the weekend paper, which was the big heavy one with all the the circulars. Yeah, the sales circulars. Sales circulars. And the comics. We would deliver in the snow. Uh, because there is snow about six months out of the year there. Um, and so my dad would wake up really early and he'd see me out there with my bicycle with a, a big, uh, the paper bag. You could only fit like eight papers in there. And I had about 75 papers. So I would have to go deliver them down the street, go back to the house in snow, riding in snow, load up as many more as I could. And so he would see that and he would wake up at like five thirty in the morning and he'd get in the big conversion van and he'd say, Jay, come on, I got you. And he would drive me. He'd drive me. And uh, and I would just run back to the van and, and, and it was a ton of fun. I did that for two years. I got fired from that job. I delivered all the papers in a really windy day without any rubber bands. And literally there was like 15 complaints that people didn't get their papers. I mean, they did get them. They did get them. But the wind the got wind them gone. first. So, so they they literally just said, "Yeah, you're you're no more papers for you." Was, the wind had to stay up to date on the news. Yeah, the wind had to stay up to date on the news. Wow. Okay, so, so that was those are early years. Uh, I did driveway seal coating when I was 15. Uh, my brother and I, Michael, we pitched together. He got the he got the car. I had the uh, the muscle. Uh, we made up flyers. We made flyers. We made business cards. We made brochures. We went door to door knocking when I was 15 years old, and we would. Uh, seal coat driveways. Okay, that's like painting a dry asphalt driveways. If, if you know, for reference, ten cents a square foot. 
we literally would say knock on the doors and say we measured your driveway to be $450 if you want to start now sign here let's go and so we literally were hustling and making a ton of money as high schoolers I think it was in 10th grade uh, by 12th grade they had a newspaper article written on me as a young entrepreneur uh, I think it was like the the evangelist of um, the capital district evangelist so that was really cool mm-hmm. and so I was still doing that when I met you um, and so, but that's, that's a, that's a seasonal job. It's not, it's not a regular job. It's a seasonal job. But my brother called me up. My brother, Guy, has a payroll company and he says, Jay, you need to get out of that pizza place and you need to come and get a proper job. Cause I had withdrawn from school and, uh, with an injury, uh, which we need to tell. We'll, we'll tell that maybe the next episode. We'll tell about how that, why I had to hold we'll, Maybe I'll tell you why we had to withdraw from school for medical reasons shortly after I met Megan. That'd be a really interesting story, maybe in the next episode. But let me close with this. My brother Guy calls me and says, Jay, you're going to come work for me, and um, and you're going to learn how to work in an office, and you're going to do customer service, you're going to answer the phones, and, and you're going to help us with some tax filing things. Isn't that when you also got your new name? And this, so my brother did say, he says, today... <laughs> Uh, working for me, you're no longer going to be Jay. You're going to be James because James is more professional. And I said, okay. Little did I know that he, I found out later, he was the person that helped influence my name at birth. He influenced my mom and dad to call the name me James because there was this lawyer they re- he really liked. He thought it was great. And Guy, mind you, is 15 years older than me. He's at least 15 years older than me because of this big family gap. And I respected Guy greatly and looked up to him wonderfully, like a second father to us. And so uh, in that, uh, I became James and no longer Jay, uh, which everybody else knew me as, or JJ. Um, And that really entered me into the mindset of what business is, what is professionalism, how do you interact with customers? And I was 18, and I worked there for four years, and that kind of cues us into how we uh, launched into our, uh, our own business. And so... You know, I just want to kind of close up, wrap up this first uh, episode, and, and uh, I think we're going to pick up in the next episode here in just a minute with the the launch of of our family and what that looked like, um, our relationship with um, with God, and and how that really uh, became our foundation um, for our family. And, um, and Meg and I can talk and share about that. But um, you know, with the whole hope that I have and the burden that I have. Um, is I want to be able to share with people that living life as an entrepreneur does not need to be uh, lonely. It does not need to be um, where it's just you and you have no support around you. It's not something that you need to feel like you don't really have people that understand you um, because all of those things are, are true. You can feel isolated. You can feel like people look at you like you're a failure because you try all these things and they don't work out. Um, and so they look down at you. They just tell you, you got to get a job. Um, we've had conversations about that for years about just got to get a job, just give up on that, just get a job. And um, and so I just want you guys to know, guys and gals, that that it's a real life. Um, entrepreneurs are very special people, and uh, their families I think are very special. I may be biased on that, but but we um, we are we are kind of a special breed, and we are very valuable to the kingdom of God. I think there is a a big need that needs to be talked about, about how we can bring the salt 
um, and seasoning to people's lives. And it has to do with our perspective of how God loves us, how he sees us, and what type of utensil we are in the body of Christ. And so um, we'll get into that in the next uh, episodes coming up. But uh, thank you for uh, being here today, ladies. And uh, guys, thanks for, for, for queuing in with us and being a part of this with us. It's a journey. Uh, we've got a lot of great people that we're going to be bringing on this uh, show here locally in our area, friends of mine that I've known for years, but also nationally as well. And um, the cool thing is, is that over time, we would appreciate your feedback. We want to hear from you. And if you've got questions that you would like to hear from our perspective, bring them on. Uh, Megan and I will be on on a regular basis. And so we hope to be releasing um, a regular number of episodes uh, every week. And so your engagement with us matters. This is why we're doing it. We want to reach you and we want to share our life with you. And we want you to share with us as well. So thanks again. Uh, We're glad that we got to be part of this and we'll see you on the next one. 